Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry and of course this is my co-host. My name is Chris Huddleston. And today we are very excited to be celebrating this holiday season with those of you who are tuning in to join us by watching a classic of our childhood, The Empire Strikes Back. And we're going to be doing it a little differently than we normally do it. I've got it up on in my where in my parents' living room. I've got it up on the big screen behind here. We're going to tell you when we're going to hit play if you want to watch it along with us. And basically, this is going to be a video of the two of us watching something behind you uh, and talking about it as we go. So if you're the kind of person who's into it, you can queue up The Empire Strikes Back with it and you can get our play-by-play -play com commentary as we go. Yep. And, you know, maybe it'll be great. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, we're going to enjoy it for sure. All right, so cool. Here we go. I, it starts uh, from the 20th Century Fox. Uh, you know, I would get so excited as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, except in, did you ever have the experience where it would, I would always automatically think 20th Century Fox, Star Wars, and then it would be something else. Some other. would be like, oh. Yeah, but I'd, yeah, bram, bram, yeah. Bram, and I'd be like, oh. So All we right, so too. we're queued up at the 20th Century Fox, and uh, you'll probably be able to hear a little bit of it in the background, but we are going to hit play now. All right, here we go, baby. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. Now, you said it's been a while since you've seen this. Yeah, I don't think I've just sat down and watched it like a movie in a long time, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh! <laughs> Man, John Williams. I don't know. Do you remember when I was a kid and these, these, it blew my mind. I couldn't sit in my seat. I was so excited. So, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but uh, we saw this together in the theater with my dad. And that one thing that I remember really distinctly is my dad had to tell us to stop talking because we were like five or 10 minutes into the movie. We were basically we were doing this. this. Doing this, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hey, why don't you guys be, you know, he wasn't like yeah, I know. mad, like, he was just like, why don't you guys pay attention to the movie? I paid good money for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we should probably be reading the scroll, although we already know what happens. So they blew up the Death Star, and now the, the Rebels are on the run, and Darth Vader's hunting them. They dispatch the remote probes. This probe droid. Did you have the toy of the probe droid? Yes. Dispatch thousands Had a little of probes. Well, reaches the space. <laughs> I can hold that for a while. All right. And just trade off. Inadvertently muted. Yeah. I guess this is probably the new digital version. Yes. Now, when they did the remasters in 1997 or whatever it was, did you go to see those? The special editions? I definitely went to see the first one. I don't remember if I went to see all three as they came out or not. 
but I remember lining up to see the digital remaster of Star Wars and I was standing in a long line of people to get into it and most of them were like a mom and a group of three 10 or 11 year old boys mm -hmm. and then I and then every you know 25 30 feet there was a Gen Xer you yeah. know and he's like alone like it was never you and me it was just a bunch of single older guys that were the kids originally so when the uh when the pandemic started and you know there weren't any new movies they showed uh the empire strikes back in the theaters and i almost went i don't know why i didn't just i think i was a little afraid to be in the theater but uh i kind of regret that i didn't go it looks great yeah that's the thing with these new you know 4k and everything You watch these movies from this time frame and like they just look like they were shot a week ago you know yeah part of that's the tv i think this yeah. tv is probably set to vivid or something and it upreses mm -hmm. everything a lot but when we have all the lights on like this i kind of like it so it's so you can actually see because yeah on cinema it's quite a bit darker oh the wampa oh they put some some wampa uh they added some wampa footage. stuff yeah And that was always one of my favorite things about the Star Wars universe was the different critters. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were watching this for the first time too the the concept of an ice planet was so cool mm -hmm. how is that beer is that good mm -hmm. yeah it's good we'll try one of those It's crazy, of course, but uh, it looks so young. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they, they were. Carrie Fisher, you know, we were little kids. So I had an understanding of like, oh, this is a pretty lady. But then you watch this as an adult, watch these movies, and she was just so gorgeous. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a shame that especially like with the the jedi bikini and everything that that really she had a really hard time with that you know yeah. well we talked about it with uh star crash too is the space bikini yeah like, why are we what are we it's a kids movie guys. yeah like no no we gotta have it and like we've gotta have it Well, 
I love that. I thought this is how men and women relate. With yeah. I, I, you know, I it's think actually very like old Hollywood. Right. A lot of snappy one liners and good night. But, you know, I, I think part of why, you know, so many people regard this as the best movie of the trilogy is I think they really elevated this above the first one in terms of being a little more adult you know the interaction with them is just a little you know it's a little more on an adult level than what we had in the first movie I gotta love the tauntauns. The tauntauns are awesome. You got those little T Rex front paws. Just there's a there's a like a I always love yeah. that line. Sir, the temperature's dropping too <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> if they discover the plans before it, I don't know that. <laughs> Was uh, like, just the B-roll guy. But sir. Oh uh, yeah, that was cool. Now he had a car accident or something. He right? did, they yeah. Messed up his face, and so they concocted this scene where he got injured in the face mm -hmm. to account for why he looked. So this different. is an added in thing. This yeah. wasn't original to the so the Wampa is eating, is over there eating the like tauntaun. the Tonton. I think it's a good addition because it gives us a reason like where in the original it's like well where's the where's the monster I keep forgetting this is before Luke has been trained And when we get to the Cloud City, there's some fun stuff I want to talk about, too. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good addition. It looks good. It's, you know, it's a guy in a yeah. suit. That's his own foot off. Oh, dope. Yeah, but if you go out there... I was always a little curious about just kill it. You've got a laser sword. That's You've true. Just cut yeah. its arm off. Now you go out and it's like a million below degrees. I never really thought about it before, but yeah, he could have just probably hung, survived the night. He could have just hung out in the cave. Yeah. 
Now, how many years went by between the release of the first film and the release of this film? It was three years because the first one was 77. This one was 80. And then Jedi was 83. I was going to say six. It felt like six. Yeah. Kid, Back then like, waiting. Oh, yeah. Three years. Was... This is kind of what it felt like where we live in the last yeah, week. Right. Bomb cyclone. But, you know, thank God. People in Buffalo, New York and stuff are still trapped in their cars. Yeah, we lucked out that we didn't really had a little bit of snow, fortunately. I had a blue coat with a with a fur lining on the hood to look just like his. See, now that's the thing they did with the toys. They did a brown coat and a blue coat, and it's clearly brown. I don't know why. I don't know why they they did the two different colors is it brown it was brown in that light yeah when he's when he's in the the hangar or whatever it definitely looks brown i don't know if just like on video or something it looked blue or what they closed the doors and chewy howls and yeah chewy howls Yeah. Always that always upset me as a kid. From time to time. <laughs> this is the best one. This it is, is absolutely yeah. the best one. And this is the thing when people say what is your all-time favorite movie, this is usually what you know comes to mind for me as probably my favorite movie ever. Because I just love everything about it. And it still holds up well. I mean, it's not, you know, there's definitely a nostalgia factor, but you watch it and you're not like, oh God, this is just horrifically bad acting. You know, well, the acting is fine in it. No, the acting is great. It's, um, it is definitely, it's a sci-fi children's fairy tale. You want me to take a turn? Oh, sure, this? yeah. But it's not dumbed down. No, know? it's not dumbed down. And the Jedi master who instructed me. Oh, that's pretty good. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. On the outside. Um, what I wanted to talk about, and we'll get to it, of course, but um, when they get to Cloud City and Vader's there and he shoots and Vader deflects the blast, the laser blast with his hand, I thought, oh, man, that's the coolest thing ever. I want more of that, right? Well, then when they do these new movies with Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren is using the force to stop, a, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, that's what I've always craved. But this movie is not really about the magic and the technology. It's about the story and the people and the mm -hmm. relationships. And I think that's what makes it the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lightsaber in it. And, you know, Darth Vader uses the force in it. These movies always seemed like 
you know, the special effects were in service of the story, not not just, hey, we just want to do right. special effects. Right. And I mean, I do like... Um, and I don't... I dig that. And I do when, like, in... when. Gwagon Jen, the other guy, use uh, their and Obi Wan used their lightsabers to cut open a door. I was like, why wouldn't you just use the? Did you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the most recent one with the I lightsaber? No. no, it's fun. I have thought we should watch that, but we got this is a whole movie thing. Well, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think part of why also Star Wars, the original Star Wars and Empire, are great. One of the producers was a guy named Gary Kurtz, and he was somebody that would kind of push back on George Lucas. And there was a there's a scene on the Cloud City where the Millennium Falcon, I think, is taking off. And they were just a couple of weeks before release of the movie. And the effect looked really bad. And Lucas was just like, ah, hey, we're gonna have to go with it. And Gary Kurtz was like, no, this looks bad. We gotta, we gotta fix this. And they said also they had parted ways by the time Jedi came around. Mm -hmm. But uh the original plan with Jedi was gonna be the Wookiee planet. But they decided it was going to be too expensive. And Lucas is like, well let's just make them half size and then that would be the Ewoks. And Gary Kurtz wasn't on board with that. By that point, they had. But, you know, George Lucas is obviously a great idea guy. But by the time you got to the the prequels, there wasn't anybody left to, you know what I mean? He was just surrounded by people. Well, and he was always going to do what He whatever. was always the guy that thought, you know, we'll create digital characters so I don't have to work with actors. Mm -hmm. Right, we'll just do everything digital. We have complete control. Yeah. And the only reason there's sets and costumes in this movie is the digital technology didn't exist then. He would have done the whole thing CGI. Yeah. I've already done that rant several times in the podcast. Sure, yeah. I'll skip it now. I had nothing to do with it. General Rykin thinks it's dangerous for any ships to leave the system until we've activated the energy feed. I think it's because it's so high quality, but I... Like the light in her eyes is like so. Yeah. Well, and we lost her recently, but man, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> but it really is like they're 13. Mm -hmm. Oh, kissing your brother. <laughs> and then he does this great thing where he crosses his arms like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice getting kissed by my own sister. <laughs> Then it couldn't be one of those creatures. It should be a speeder, one of ours. No. What? There's something very weak coming through. That's Imperial Code. 
I love when they report it to Vader. He's like, that's them. Set a course for the hot system. I love the design. Sir, it's probably point. smugglers. That's them. <laughs> the design is fantastic. That's the and that's another thing. I I just think. You know, they just assembled apparently such a tremendously talented group of people. The costume design and the set design and everything in these movies yeah. is outstanding. And I think I think that fact spackles over the kind of eye rolling like there's no sound in space. Right. Oh, there's just a billion planets out there that support human life. Right. I mean, all these sort of things about that make it like it's a cowboy and indians or or you know or white knight black knight wizard thing but in space yeah it, the design you just go it's hook line and sinker you just go with it it's unlike anything that it and ever, almost any before. other sci-fi of the 70s or even the 80s you you watch and the costumes look really corny you know but even right there so we just saw the shot where there are the star destroyers but then there's the Imperial Star Destroyer, which is like Vader's ship. Yeah. And it's a Star Destroyer that the shadow of the bigger ship falls across it as it passes. Yeah. And that's just great storytelling on screen. You right. think, oh, well, this one's bonkers big. Yeah. This guy. They always had British actors for yeah. the... Just like they always... somebody's like, we found something. So he's like, you are an idiot and no one will believe you. And he gets choked to death. <laughs> they always use British guys, just like they yeah. always use British actors for the Nazis in in movies, you know. My Lord. Allow me to be smug for a moment, <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> yeah, he's right, like right there. <laughs> right behind you. Oh, <laughs> give me a little space, buddy. Oh, what's that gives him the stink eye? Yeah. Like, you're the idiot, dude. I just do what Vader says, okay? Vader wants you to go left, go left. Sir, I'm not sure that left is the right. <laughs> Have you seen him choke people with his mind? Do what he says. Yeah, this would not be a guy you would talk back to. Well, that's in the first one. It's like Lord Vader. We have no time for your outdated religions. It's like, this is the guy you want to antagonize—the giant skeleton monster. That, yeah. Like, I find your lack of faith disturbing. But that might be my single favorite scene in cinema. Yeah. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, he scratched Chewie like a dog. I never uh, noticed that I, before. I got that either. <laughs> But I did have the Luke out. I did have the Luke action figure in that suit. And it was, I don't know if it was like Barbie for boys or whatever, but you had all the different costumes yeah. that you had. Oh, I, I got to change them. I, no, I you bought those out. I changed them. Yeah, you too. couldn't change them, but now I'm going to fly around. Now I'm going to train. No, because you had to buy, you had to buy the Dagobah Luke and you had to buy the Jedi Luke and you had to buy the pilot Luke. Yep. And, and they were all great. 
these little things they have look like Purina. Yeah. I always thought that looked like a Purina logo. And I feel like, do you remember what the action figures cost? I feel like by this time they were like seven bucks or something a piece. Back, you know, just for, a hunk of plastic yeah. that they printed out in a machine probably cost them about 15 cents to make each one. But we loved them so much. Oh, yeah. my God. It felt like a lot of money to me at the time. Well, I remember my one year, my I asked for an Atari for Christmas and my mom really she did a really great job. She kept saying, I'm we're not buying that. That's too much money. You know, we're not going to buy that. And she was and she, she got she it was playing. you. But the thing was, it was like a hundred bucks in whatever that was, like 1980 or yeah. 1970, which is probably like four hundred dollars now yeah, or something. Not, not, not nothing. <laughs> he just chokes them through the yeah what's great doesn't, is doesn't he get promoted a couple of times yeah, in the movie where he's like uh thank you <laughs> Two fighters against the star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how she's sort of talking to them like they're morons. Yeah. You, the rabbit goes around the hole <laughs> and through the loop. This is one of the greatest. Oh my ever. god! When these walkers first appeared, I think my mind exploded. They were so cool. They don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Let's create a, it's an assault vehicle, but it walks on four legs. And I would but draw. Was, so cool. I would draw these over and over again as oh, I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And they sold a big one. You could buy one that mm -hmm. came up to like your knee. And I you never opened it up. I no, didn't have that. That one. was really expensive. Yeah. That was a really expensive toy. Rich kids had that. You'd go over to somebody's house and you'd be like, oh my God, you have There's this. There's the, uh that other c-3po yeah yeah uh, that's kind of gray yeah i don't know what he was what he was called <laughs> c-4po c-4po <laughs> run 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 hooray Yay. and there was much rejoicing and lucas made such a smart decision by having john williams do the music instead of some kind of like modern oh my god you know like rock score or something that would have been really corny you know it's it is a character in this whole mm. series and i mean he has to be the greatest movie composer of all time i think that's you can make a very strong argument for that his last movie is going this. to be the, starts with the feet yeah you still can't quite make out what it is and then it zooms out and there's three of them and I remember in the third movie, when we when you're on, uh, you see one on the on Andor. Yeah, right. That I was like, oh, didn't see that. <laughs> they weren't just for not just icy ice planets. Yeah. This is a great scene. Look at that. Just from that. You're like, you're toast. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't stop these things. And a few guys in the trench. 
stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the making of too that came out on PBS or something that showed how they did all the laser sounds and like Ben Bird, I think, is the name of the guy who was the sound effects oh, guy. Yeah. Another so guy who was like a genius, you know. And I the other day I went down a hole on YouTube and I watched Siskel and Ebert's review of Star Wars. Mm. And they were well, I always giddy. thought that guy looked like Sting. Yeah. They were giddy. They were like, it was just, it's so much fun. It's so fresh. And I think kids are going to love this. think this would be a huge hit. You know, it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. They loved Empires. They loved this one as well, too. I don't, I don't know about I Jedi. Think it's, but... I think this is a better movie. I mean, you can't, oh, have, yeah. obviously you can't have this movie without the first one. But. Oh, he loses his co-pilot. Yeah. I remember as a kid being like, oh, snap. He looks back, half of his head is gone. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that guy always was scary because he seems competent. You're right. You know, you. I She'll be landing. If I wasn't ready. Um, you know, the Empire's got stormtroopers and stuff who can't shoot, but then they show people in the Empire who are competent. You right. Know, like, well, I can't write them off yet, you yeah, because these guys have got some some people who are sharp. We don't have a Porkins in here because Porkins didn't make it. <laughs> Good shot. Almost there. Have I ever sent you the uh, the improv guys? Uh... Oh, man, I can't think of the name of it, but they do Brown Squadron. It's basically the approach on the Death Star. And the... Oh, so no, I, I have to send that to okay. you. And the, it, the Empire is just like, oh, wow, we never thought about like wrapping cables around their legs. <laughs> Who would devise such a... <laughs> Such an unexpected and subtle way to bring down a four-legged. That was kind of like those big plastic panes that just had glowing lines on them. Uh -huh. You're like, oh, they're maps or something. <laughs> yeah. Or are they just decor? <laughs> they're all looking at them like they're maps. Yeah, I always thought they were maps. There's really nothing on them. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of lines. <laughs> was such a neat idea that the R2 units were the navigators yeah. for the yeah. ships. And, you know, over the course of this, we've met some other R2 units. Mm -hmm. Oh, that can't be good. Yeah, I got a little one. Oh, I right. love. I know. I remember that. I loved the snowtroopers. You got a bloody nose, buddy. 
That's pretty cool. That was in the original, though, right? They probably just cleaned it up and made it yeah. look better. I feel like in the original, those electric effects and things were sort of blurrier and looked kind of drawn on after the fact. But Yeah, they definitely cleaned some of that stuff up. This was great. The thing's almost ready to step on him. Oh, the next step. <laughs> it's funny that that harrison ford didn't like playing this character well and when he decided to finally come back for episode seven he put us all was, into it he really showed up yeah. as han solo again clearly he knew who that character was still in his bones. Yeah. And uh and slipped right back into and the it. fact that he got to finally kill him off. Yeah, he, he wanted to die. Yeah, I think in that Jedi. Was, that was part of the deal. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't phone he, it in, you he know. Said, he, I'll, I'll give you one more. And they paid him a, a ransom to do yeah. it. Yeah. But he really showed up. I think he got fifty million dollars or something. Well, you know, of course, it made a couple billion. So. I heard he got twenty million to do it, and then he got like two points on the whole movie oh, okay. or something like that, which would be way more than that. Have you seen? Speaking of that, have you seen the story that? Uh, uh, oh shoot! Uh, Matt Damon told about Avatar, and then James Cameron has confirmed it. Oh, that they approached him first instead yeah, of Sam Worthington? They approached him first, and he had to do some uh, finished work on one of the Bourne movies. So he was like, you know, I'm really flattered, but, uh, you know, I, we got to do some right. you That's know, not how you do post-production. I, I can't screw this other movie. And Cameron was, like, really respected that and everything, but he told him he would i think it was five percent of the movie he would give him oh my and matt God. damon it was either two percent or five percent and matt damon was like yeah i turned down jesus i had to turn down avatar and cameron has basically been like hey you've done like all this great work you know don't beat yourself up over it but he was just like you know basically i mean that guy has a lot of money but uh, like yeah matt that would have been not hurting he's, he's not hurting not but penniless but, but that, that basically would have been a lot of money would have just been hitting the lottery you know I hope this is recording okay. We didn't really test any of this. I hope it's usable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go grab another beer. I don't want to pause it or anything. I'm just going to back okay. down. Back. You want anything else from the kitchen? No. All right, I'll be right back. And I can get the other thing whenever you want. It's in my jacket. Oh, that's pretty good. The other thing. I, I, I want to wait until I get the kids to bed. Okay. Which is going to be in about 20 minutes. Yeah, I, again, if you just watch this brand new today, I'm not sure what you would think, if you would be blown away to the degree that we were, but just the look of everything is what I've always loved about this, you know.
and the newer stuff i just don't know what it is but it just it doesn't seem like there's enough attention as much attention to detail you know to me someone you know it's we have talked about it on movies like star crash where there are sort of scenes where you feel like whoever designed that scene or designed that set or did the costumes for this movie really brought their a game <clears throat> but that's not consistent across the whole film and i feel like you really see it in this film but across this this these first three films for the most part everybody who everybody who had a hand in any of the design really really it seemed like gave it their all yeah yeah there's not a part of this that clinks because you go oh that doesn't make any sense or this doesn't look as good as the other part of it like even the location that's it's really cool mm -hmm. i don't know if they shot that in i think it was like norway or sweden or something Somewhere Scandinavian, I'm pretty sure. Going to the Dagobah system. That's a new digital shot for sure. A lot of planet stuff. There's nothing wrong, aren't you? Just selling a new course. We're not going to regroup with the others. We're going to the Dagobah system. That's all right. I'd like to keep it on manual control for a while. Okay. I'll let you know what you miss. Yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Oh, my song. I'm sure we were not going to say anything that you know somebody hasn't said a hundred times before but one of the great ideas that they had was by having 
everything be kind of old, you know, where it was like, everything's not, you know, yeah. you obviously, you know, all of our technology that we use and our cars and all those kind of things, it's not all just shiny and brand new all right. the time, you know? And, well, and everybody, the, the running joke is that the Millennium Falcon is just a piece of garbage. Yeah, so that like, it, I'm not getting in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This asteroid uh, field, one of the, and I don't know if it, if it's obvious if you can spot it, but uh, <laughs> Chewie's reaction there is great. But the somewhere in here in the uh, in the asteroid field, they put a potato in there. That Easter egg. Yeah. I haven't seen a potato yet, but it could have been any one of those. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be able to tell, you know. It all looks really good. I it mean, it's great. And I, as we go through, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this part. Yeah, I forgot. Like, oh, I forgot about that. We got the Minox coming up. Yeah, yeah. The Minox. That was another. That was another uh, outfit that you had to have. Is you had to have the gas masks. Yep, the little plastic gas mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have the little? They would sell the little kits of like, because you would always lose the blasters and stuff. So they would sell those little kits of like extra guns and stuff like that. No, I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have that. Although that's smart. I had that at one, at one point. Did you do the mail order Boba Fett? I think I did. Yeah. I can't remember if I had that or not. You had to save enough proof. Yeah, you'd of have to get proof of purchases and you sent it and then it took like it seemed like a year for you to get the thing, but I did a mail-in GI Joe Cobra Commander. I think that was the only time I ever did a mail-in figure. But I didn't have the Boba Fett. Okay. And they Oh, is it that's the West Virginia one? Yeah. You know, we're drinking local beers. Local-ish beers. Um, Anything in the state is local. The the original Boba Fett toy had a a firing uh, rocket that would come out of his backpack. Yes, and they I don't know if it was like a choking thing Probably, or yeah. kids shooting it into each other's eyes you or what, but they again. but they they stopped that after some point. Dagobah is such a cool planet. I uh, th this was the era though where it was like, this is the ice planet, and this is the swamp planet, and mm -hmm. this is the desert planet, and this is the city planet. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's a planet. You telling me there's not different? It's just all yeah. They don't it's have different. Ice? They don't have different terrains, and yeah, that's I'll a good. Buy, yeah. I'll buy maybe one planet is far enough from its sun that the whole thing is pretty much Arctic, but it seems like. All of these planets are one note. That's another thing with the new stuff that they're doing. And I'm sure it's like, oh, it's easy because we can just shoot in the desert, you know, outside of L.A. But it's like, how long are you going to keep going back to Tatooine, right. you know? Right. So we it doesn't seem that we've had all these different terrains and stuff in the new shows. Did you ever come back to Andor? 
No, I haven't come back to Andor. People keep to... telling me like, oh, you've got to watch it. But I watched that first one and it was fine. I'm just feeling kind of fatigued yeah. on the whole property. It's You've got whatever that creature was under yeah. there that we never really got to see. And it was always amazing because this was on a big set in England. I'm looking for someone. <laughs> I love how Yoda changes. Yeah. Like when he first interacts with Yoda, yeah. Yoda's just this he's weird. He's a little clown. He's a little clown. And it's a great reveal when he yeah. goes, too, too young, you know, just like his father. Yeah. <laughs> Hits it with his stick. Mine, mine. Yes, it's fun. He has those little Snickers bars or whatever they are. Yeah. I always thought it was like beef jerky. Another great little touch was that we never knew what R2 was saying or what Chewie was saying. Right. And there was never any subtitles or anything, right. but they could communicate yeah, with them. Right. And he didn't have to know word for word. Oh, I love this part yeah. where his helmet comes down. So this is the first time that we ever got to see what he looked like a little bit under the helmet. And you're like, oh, he's really messed up under there. It's just like, get it done. I don't care how it happens. Do not consume me. I thought it was funny that Han says Falcon instead yeah. of Falcon. Sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> it's a little a little uh He's, cringy now yeah a rogue. <laughs> i happen to like nice men it, um, it's a little defrayed by the fact that he's such a doofus yeah like he you know his his attempts at charm are so ham-handed mm -hmm. Another thing I always thought was funny is the variations in the pronunciations of the names. It's right. Leia and Leah and it's Han and Han and they were never Falcon, consistent Falcon. with it. And and George Lucas didn't really ever seem to care. 
I think if you asked George Lucas, he'd be like, no, it makes perfect sense because he'd like have an explanation for everything. Yeah. Because people pronounce things differently all the time. Like, <laughs> not to their face. Yeah. Like, these are friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's making one a snicker bar. It's some kind of like protein thing or something. Space food. Like we're like being we're being part. <laughs> Good acting, act harder. <laughs> right, guys. So great. Yes. Mm. I'm looking for a great warrior. Oh. Doesn't look appetizing. No. It has a little box. <laughs> Pento box of face food. <laughs> it's like a lunchables. He just throws this thing away now. Hey, you think with Luke is such a whiner? Yeah. Wants to go to town to get the yellow <laughs> Don't do that. Come on, man. R two is like, I hate this guy. Have you ever seen the bad lip reading stuff on mm -hmm. YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him to you, I love. And man, it's it's just a puppet, but it's so lifelike. And when they did the original trilogy and they did the CGI, and they had to have known, like this, this doesn't look as good, you know. Well, he was smart to use the handsome team, and Frank, I mean, you know. I don't think there's anybody better, but of course we're coming from that generation when sure. we worked with them as kids, but I think that set a standard I haven't seen surpassed. Have your kids watched any Muppet stuff? They, like they the watched, Muppet movie or um we watched Sesame Street, like the classic we found all the classic Sesame Street stuff mm -hmm. and they watched that when they were kids. Chewie? I think we better replace the negative power cut now. Mm -hmm. She's welding stuff. 
it's just she's very specific but it's just kind of this generic like probably the part of an inside of a washing machine or something you know <laughs> yeah melding a little of this uh, stuff that in there it's hard to work on Please stop calling me that. Uh, I don't know. How difficult sometimes. I do really do. You can be a little nicer, though. I'm not going to do that sometimes. All right. Occasionally, maybe. When you are acting like a scoundrel. 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 Stop that. My hands are dirty. Pray. You're chosen. I'm not chosen. Unless you confess I'm a scoundrel. I'm not a scoundrel in your life. I have a nice man. <laughs> yeah. I am a nice man. This doesn't conform with our modern model of romance. <laughs> she said no very clearly. <laughs> like multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one guy who fades out. <laughs> Look at the guys in the background. I'm not concerned with asteroids. Didn't you just want to run around in those hallways of the yeah. Star Destroyer or the Death Star? Well, there's even a little like floor robot that's like, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's where he. And then we find out, like, oh, there's somebody above Vader. Yeah. It is a deep disturbance. He's the same actor, right? Mm -hmm. I but think not I think. the same actor from. They might have gone. I think they cast. They might have put him in. I think they did. Yeah, else. I'm pretty sure they did because I think it was a different actor originally. But to keep the continuity, they use the. So shiny. Mm -hmm. So where was the emperor while that was happening? Do we know? Six flags. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you would excuse me, I'm almost at <laughs> I'm, my time. <laughs> I've been in line for three and a half hours. That's right. <laughs> if you purchase <laughs> the special pass. I've been waiting for this for six months.
That was kind of like his little like little clay hut. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little tiny soup bowl. He looks just like this stuff sucks. Yeah. His little plants hanging up in there. Oh, that's the first clue. Powerful, Jimmy. To learn patience. I have a few choice words. <laughs> Lou. Uh, I love they all like what the now Alec Guinness was somebody who like didn't get it at all like I've seen some interviews with him and he was just like this is nonsense you know of course he'd done 50 movies before he was in this Keeps looking like mm -hmm. locating. Yeah. There's a little picture of <laughs> <laughs> looking at the picture. <laughs> Adventures. I always love that grumpy, like, ah, it's these days. <laughs> I was uh like they're an old married couple that's yeah. what this is <laughs> he's young <laughs> was i <laughs> oh i love this you will be <laughs> yeah. In the uh, in, in the bad lip readings, he sings a little song, and he's like, oh, "You don't like my song? Like, no, you're a little pitchy." <laughs> I love this part. It's such a just a simple. Yeah. little thing but when they start and sticking to the horror movie with yeah the lower light i mean it's really great it's a scary scene they start sticking to the yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's gross they're chewing on the cables right or something yeah like i think so yeah I feel like the ecosystem of these Minox are little parasitic things that live inside the giant space worm. Yeah. 
I also think it's kind of cool, the concept of this giant organic critter that lives in space, like zero, like there's no atmosphere on the asteroid, but it comes out after them like a worm. You know, like it wouldn't just implode. A lot of, a lot of moisture. I have a bad feeling about this. She was like, I hate those things. It is pretty spooky, isn't it? Like you said, it's shot like a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. <laughs> and I don't see through being scared of everything. I mean, there were I guess there were aspects of this in the original one. There was the um trash compactor mm-hmm. there were a cup there were touches of it we've got a scene coming up here in a bit with luke mm-hmm. that always freaked me out yeah oh with the when he goes in the mm-hmm. in the cave confronts himself as vader yeah a little foreshadowing i like where he has the idea and shoots the floor he's like mm-hmm. i wonder Relax. I like how the camera they just (laughs) oh that's the cave is collapsing. (laughs) And that thing's just a puppet, you know? Yeah. I wanted to eat those guys. Conceptually, it's so cool. Yeah. And this is another great costume. Yeah. With the backpack that he's carrying Yoda on for his... Like, think about what a workout that would be. Like, you have this little goblin on your back while you're doing flips and stuff. Yeah, and they resist doing a montage. Yeah, like, but he's getting better quickly. Like, yeah, flip and actually kind of interesting no no there is no why no just don't think yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's kind of like thinking will get you in trouble teach the kid you know there's not a why like why uh, why why is it good to be good it's its own reward but you know to stifle the conversation you have to this is a little off topic but it's somewhat relates to this 
Oh, this is where he goes in the cave. After he goes in the cave, I'll tell you this interesting story that I heard. Yeah, I think I do better than you, Master. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna take any chances. Big snake. Oh yeah, I, I never caught on, that before. I steps on something. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought this was kind of a mystical part of the movie. It is, yeah. That there would be a place where the dark side somehow was stronger. You know, it yeah. sort of sets the groundwork for something like midi-chlorians where it's like, well, there's concrete things to it. Not that I'm defending midi-chlorians. No. I'm like, it's yeah. measurable? You can like take a blood sample and nose? Yeah. That was definitely a misstep. It made the midichlorians thing made it sound like it's like mitochondrial DNA or something mm -hmm. like that. Like, so you have the slow motion thing here. I love his little lights on his, yeah. on his box. Did you ever see uh, Triumph, the insult mm -hmm. comic dog? He had a segment where one night where he went to like the premiere and there were all people in costumes. And there was a guy in a Vader costume. He's like, Which one of these buttons calls your mother to come and pick you up? Dong, dong, dong. And then it so he explodes. cuts open the yeah, it cuts explodes, and, and his face in there. Own pache. And that was so trippy as a kid, you know. And I was like, oh, how did they get his head in there? Yeah, yeah it was just like, was like, oh, I told no. you you were gonna see some stuff in there. We can't tell him the truth. We can't <laughs> keep the truth from him. So I read this article the other day. I think the red that they did here is all a new edition. I think, I, it must yeah. have been, yeah, because I don't, I don't recall that. All oh, the the bounty. I forgot all about the bounty hunters. Yes. So you get, you know, you see these guys for 30 seconds. Yeah. But, you know, they made That's Zuckus, Bosk. Uh, IG-99 or IG-88. Yeah, IG-88 and Boba Fett is there. But who's that? Do those bug There's guys. Zuckus and Forlom, I think, are their names. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, but because I had figures of all them, and like I say, they're only in it for thirty seconds. But you're like, these guys are so awesome, yeah. you know. And IGAA is just a straight up droid. Yeah, that, but he's I a bounty hunter droid. Yeah, where they have an IG eighty eight unit. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> so I read this article the other day. And it was one of the, it was either the showrunner or one of the main writers 
for the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And he said they had, there were parents groups that were involved that, and he said with all cartoons and all kid shows of the time, they had these parents groups who would come in and, you know, they had some kind of agenda about morality and stuff that they wanted in the shows. And he said, if you watch 80s cartoons, he said, for whatever reason, these parent groups were obsessed with the idea of going along with the group. And he said, you will see in most of these kids' cartoons, there'll be one character that he solely exists or she to be whiny and like go against the group. And I, I think in Dungeons and Dragons, it was the one who was the knight. I think his name was Eric, maybe. And he would just complain and like argue with everybody. And it would be like, you know, the leader or whatever would be like, oh, we need to go right. And they, I love that shot where the guy's duck. Yeah, yeah. But the leader would be like, we need to go right. And everybody else would say, yeah, let's go right. And the other guy would be like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go left. And then by the end of the story, he would have gone along with the group. But this writer was like, so why do we have to do all this group thing stuff? He's like, what about, you know, being an individual? And like, maybe the group is wrong and you should go against them. But the parents but groups always wanted the parents groups always wanted like crazy. isn't oh, that I, interesting i remember this oh where he balances on his like yoda's balancing on his, he's, he's doing a one handstand but yeah isn't that a weird thing that they would have put he's like Very you watch weird. all 80s cartoons there is that character that only existed to be whiny and be like hey kids you don't want to go against the group that's you don't bad be that guy yeah He balances the rocks. Oh, it makes me think of uh, Yoda, the the Weird Al song. Uh-oh. Yoda, the Weird Al song yeah. to the tune of Lilith. I lifted some rocks. I lifted some, <laughs> lifted a box. I stood on my head. I won't forget what Yoda said. <laughs> he said, Luke, stay away from the darker side. It's probably a copyright infringement, but... I'll try. There is no spoon. <laughs> Ooh. There is no, and this is still like a motivational quote today. People will say that, you know. I actually like that performance because he tenses up mm-hmm. as he reaches out. He's like, relax. And he's so tense. his eyes. Yeah. Oh, he's maybe going to do it. Yeah. He's buying. He bought it. <laughs> actually, I can't believe he's like about it. Yoda does it, but it's like visibly effort for Yoda too. Like yeah. Yoda's like. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Watch. I think it was kind of fun where he does CGI fighting, but 
having him flip all over and you know it's it seemed like too much you know it, it was too easy i thought you yeah. know what would be really cool is if you like choreographed it as though you had to do it with the puppet mm -hmm. and constrain yourself to that like he's doing triple back flips and stuff and you're like i lo always love that line not this crude matter feel the force around you I was like so little stoned. Yeah. The puppet. That's yeah. The thing. But I mean, look at how real that looks there. You oh, know, I great. mean, it's just a. Just the way the light hits. Yeah. You know, the light hits the puppet the same way the light hits the tree. Mm -hmm. It's a physical object in that space that the actor can react to. It's not a tennis ball and stick. You're like, that's where Yoda is. That all said. They do a genius job with baby Yoda where you can't you watch it and you're just like is it a puppet is, is it, it CGI? cgi i'm not sure well if it's cgi they're like I, it needs to look cgi it needs to look like a puppet yeah i thought it was a puppet i mean it's cgi at times and uh that's the thing that we've talked about before where uh oh shoot what's uh i guess i always assumed it was a it was a puppet that they kind of spackled with cgi when they, they probably do but who's the uh who's the german director who's Werner Herzog. yeah Werner Herzog where they were gonna do some CGI stuff and he was like no you have spent all this you I know I guess I was wrong he's not really doesn't look like he's exactly yeah he seems seems pretty like... but Werner Herzog was like you know you did like he loved the puppet and was like because they were just like ah we'll just put CGI in here and he's like no you have oh. created this wonderful puppet you know that Those X-Wings always were pretty phallic, weren't they? Yeah, I never really thought about it. But yeah, like, you're right. That is, that, is, like <laughs> that is that is pretty phallic now that you bring it up. What's the what's the purpose of that knob on the end of the... But it took a lot out of him, right? He's kind of worn out now. I got to take a nap, dude. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's dangerous being a yeah, these guys do not want to get promoted. It's just like just stay in like mid management. You don't want to rise too high because. Well, didn't the other guy already get promoted to admiral? He always put his hands on his belt when he talked to people. Calculate every possible destination. Admiral. He was alive. <laughs> you were a part of the Rebel Alliance and a spy. I love how they I always love how they're just hanging out there yeah. on and it like they can't and detect they can't them. Detect that. There is a spaceship on your spaceship. <laughs> Come on, burn football with that nose. Yeah. <laughs> 
Shut up, you nerd. I never noticed that he had a seatbelt on before. <laughs> With the rest of the garbage. <laughs> you got a smart mouth, lady. <laughs> What's the system called? Is this an annoyed system? I don't know. Avoid the noise. Avoid the noise. I I really love this reveal too because I yeah then you see the the trash the being done under ship also detached yeah one one step oh she kissed him I didn't remember that. It's moments like that that really anchor this movie in my mind where they're waiting. They're watching. They're waiting. Ah, there goes Boba. That weird little ship. The Slave One, that they don't call it the Slave One anymore because they decided that was a bad name. Well, once upon a time, they thought it was a great name. <laughs> so now they just call it Boba Fett's ship, I think. I don't think it has a name now. Lifted some boxes, some rocks. I lifted a box. I stood on my head. I stood on my head. I saw an interview with him the other day. He is doing a tour that it's only Yankovic. Yeah, he's doing a tour that it's only original songs. It's no no parodies. Because he said he did another tour of that in it. Yeah, but he just, I guess he was just tired of doing them, basically. And he did a, a tour previously that they just sort of took a chance and people loved it. And so he's done, a, done it again. I thought that movie that he did was really fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah. And I think that pool scene is probably the epitome of it. With all the cameos, but... You didn't tell me it was a polka party? He was saying... He's like, I love biopics, but he said, you know, like the Queen movie and the Prince, or not Prince, but uh, Elvis and all that. Yeah. But he said, Oh, did you see Elvis? I've not seen it. No. It's great. Is it really? Yeah. I, my parents would love to watch it. I'll have to watch it with them sometime. But he said, you know, I think it's on HBO. Okay, cool. But he said, you know, they change things for no reason. And he said they will like you know have things that took place over like a course of years. Yeah, and it'll just be one night, you yeah, know. Right, right. And he's like, that's part of what I wanted to make fun of with the Weird Al movie. Well, one of the things that I think is so brilliant that I love so much was how in the movie he came up with the Michael Jackson song. Yeah, yeah. And it was the completely a... original thing I ever wrote. You know, <laughs> it. Michael Jackson just stole it. <laughs> I love Cloud City. 
Cloud City's pretty cool, yeah. And even did you have this toy of their little? I didn't have little, that toy. I had I had that toy. But I love I love that the, it's a gas planet and yeah. it's this pink color chroma. These guys are kind of corny looking. Their their outfits. Yeah. Um, their little little bellboy. Yeah, they had a little. Yeah. Thank you. They're intimidating though. Still. All right. Do you want another beer? I have to use the can. Okay. Yeah. Grab me which Lando, whichever. Do you you don't have a preference? No, it just surprised me. I guess. You so do you like that one? They definitely added some stuff in with this CGI. Sure. <laughs> he seems very friendly. Every once in a while when Chewie opens his mouth, you can see the little air holes for Peter Mayhew. <laughs> I love I love that Lando conforms to the same type of sort of Lothario that um Han is that Han is like well 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 whatever we have here exactly it's just uh, nice like this is probably the part that has the most CGI that they've added in is yeah. Cloud City. I always wonder about that, like, 
this and you know not like this was some kind of horrible thing for kids or whatever but just like the movies that we watched and like song lyrics and stuff like that like how much that impacted us yeah as to how much how like you're supposed to act you know yeah i i think that with kipper gore and stuff like we got into a place where it's like this is making kids do stuff and you're like it doesn't make kids do anything but it sets an example that we do that's what we take as normal right it's not a cult but you see it again and again and it's not a single thing it's Mm -hmm. collective you know this is a dangerous time when you will be tempted by the dark side yes yes what do i need is the cave remember your failure at the cave I've learned so much since then. I promise to return and finish what I've begun. You have my word. It is you and your abilities the Emperor wants. That is why your friends are made to suffer. That's why I have to go. Luke, I don't want to lose you to the Emperor the way I lost Faith. You won't. It must be. You will become an agent of evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not on Dagobah long time. It's like 15 minutes or something, you know? I wonder how much Alec Guinness made from these movies. Like, was he, like, super comfortable in his retirement years? an interview with him after the first one came out or after the whole thing was done he was like look it was a lot of fun i didn't know what i was getting into Mm -hmm. it it actually made me quite a bit of money you know i've done a lot of other films but and i don't remember who he was talking to some british talk show host and uh yeah i always love this part where they just have the it's dark and it just like the spotlight is on yoda it's the ship flying away right brilliant it's the ship flying away but it's almost like yoda's on stage being lit you know yeah there's a bunch of cgi stuff happening there that was not in the original movie wow Ugnots. Oh. 
So it's interesting by this point. Yeah, what's the deal with these little flying people? They're the Ugnots. They're the little, they're, they're just, I don't, for whatever reason, they like, you know, they take C-3PO apart because they're, they have these other droids in there and stuff. Are they Imperial or what are they? No, I think they're just part of the staff there. Braids. Yeah, she's got different braids. And it's interesting now like they're like a full-on couple at this point it's like you know earlier they were you're a scoundrel and all right. that and like she's all upset and he kissed her on the head so like there's some scene that we didn't get where they had like a little quickie on the ship you know <laughs> to consummate things well well she was 19 when she made star wars yeah she's 21 now yeah something like that empire and she's so short yeah she was really little i'm gonna look and see what the ages were i like the dudes the bald dudes with the like things built into their yeah what's their deal i don't know so the one robots or cyborgs so the guy that is like wait here we go oh yeah i've always loved this part he pulls out the blaster zap oh stops it with his hand anakin baby i had no choice they're right right before you did i'm sorry so harrison ford was 38 wow huh? Looks good for 38. Now, where is this movie in the timeline of the Indiana Jones series? So, this would have been a year before Raiders. And that's the thing that's funny. So, he made Star Wars. He made Empire Strikes Back. Then he made Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he made... Um, Return of the Jedi, and then he made Temple of the Doom and the rest of the stuff? Yeah. Yeah, because Jedi was 83, Temple of Doom was 84. So I can remember watching or reading a People magazine or something like that as a kid. And this is just how things are so different now with social media and everything. Is even... So after The Empire Strikes Back and after raiders had come out they did some kind of poll or something where they like polled people and they showed them a picture of harrison ford uh -huh. and were like what's the name of this actor and it was like only like half the people could name who he was like han solo yeah isn't that crazy i mean to just think like what a superstar he would go on to be you know and So I want to see what their other. So Carrie Fisher. I love the buildup for this. Oh, when they're shocking him here. Has a bunch of TV parts there. He's no good to me. Heat sinks. They cut away, and you can hear Han screaming. Yeah. And Lando's like, "I didn't sign up for this. You didn't tell me you were going to torture him." 
they changed the voice to be the yeah. it's no good to me dead because he wasn't australian before uh-huh. from new zealand or wherever that guy's from So Carrie Fisher was 24. There's a robot chicken thing where he just keeps coming out. He's like, I was never part of the deal. But Lando's no dummy, right? Right. Perhaps you feel you're being unfair. No, no, no. Um, I didn't say that. I guess I actually don't have any cards. <laughs> so, uh, Mark Hamill was 29 when this came out. <laughs> so you can definitely see how Mark Hamill would have viewed Harrison Ford as kind of like an older brother. Well, yeah. How old? How old did you say that? So, Mark yeah. Hamill was twenty nine. Harrison Ford was thirty eight, and Carrie Fisher was twenty four. So, think about that. They were romantically involved for a while. He was quite a bit older than her, but the um, within the story of the thing, Luke and Leia are twins. Right. Oh, yeah. Skywalker. I'm sure there are articles that have been written about this. You know, we didn't have any concept of this as kids, but I wonder what. Uh, that's, that's not entirely fair. What's right? that? I mean, yeah, you're a real hero. I mean, he's upset, yeah. but it's like, what's he going to do? Darth Vader showed up right before you did. Yeah. It was hand you over or he'd blow up the whole city. I mean, it wasn't a lot. Of, I didn't have a lot of options. Yeah. But, um, like I say, I'm sure there's articles about this, but I wonder what impact, you know, having uh, a black actor in a movie, you know, such a gigantic blockbuster, what kind of impact that had on the on the black community? You're talking about James Earl Jones, or you're talking about... Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. I mean, that's hardly diverse casting, but it's a gesture. Yeah. I mean, because it is a small part, but. Small but significant. So you watched uh, Kenobi, right? Mm hmm. In the end, where he faces Anakin, and that his face, his mask is broken, and the voice goes back and forth. Yeah, 
between Vader, the James Earl Jones Vader voice and yeah. Man, I don't like the. I mean, it works for continuity, but I don't like the new voice for Boba Fett. And you know the story about this, right? No. Supposedly, uh, this may be an urban legend, but the story goes that, you know, she was doing a lot of coke or whatever. And that they, the original line was not, I know, it was just, I love you, I love you too. And they did it over and over and over again. And it just wasn't working and Harrison Ford ad-libbed I know and they kept it that may be not may not be true that may be a well, legend it's because it takes the curse off of this which is so jarring to see him and you know another thing that for us as kids like in retrospect, we know what happens. He thaws out, but at the time, you're like, "We lose Han." Well, and for us as kids, and you know, everybody has done this. I love how it clangs down here. It makes it seem so final, you know. But you know, they've done this a million times since. But this movie ends on such a downer, you know. Which makes it so much more dramatic. He lost Han. Yeah. He lost his hand. Everything's like. Just everything has just gone to hell. Good day, mate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It's like, all right, now let's put another shrimp on the bog. <laughs> I'll be on the beach in Sydney oh, no. in no time. <laughs> that guy is probably not Australian. He's probably from New Zealand. I think he's from any anyway. New Zealand. <laughs> but... uh if we have in, any in, we, in a, please don't be offended if we have any new zealand in, in a universe of really offensive accents and some of the later ones it's pretty benign but like that's the guy's real accent but you know you've got some of these prequel movies are like oh saw he you're like what is happening <laughs> make any other choice or uh this doesn't affect me only money <laughs> what <laughs> Nobody stepped in and was like, actually, don't do that. That's racist. I'm from the planet Sicily. 
everything i love the look of everything on bespin i just love the design of all of it He's like, Lobot, get going. Yeah, I think he's a cyborg. He's called Lobot. I love that guy. He's like, oh, I'm an officer. <laughs> Lando's like, this must be this Skywalker cat I'm hearing about. It's a trap. She was the original Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I love they're called the Calamari. Yeah, Mon Calamari is their planet, I think. Yeah, that was pretty. It's just simple. a coincidence that they look like squids. They are delicious. <laughs> oh, this this whole part in the carbon freezing chamber is just genius i mean i love the lighting scheme i love yeah it's it's just in this blue and orange black and, and as white. simple as this is this has to be one of the best battles in yeah. cinema history you know like that look how that with the fog in the background it's actually it's very japanese it's mm -hmm. very kind of kurosawa the smoke, the silhouettes. But again, it's just such great set design. Yeah, that's great. That silhouette there, and then we... Even his lightsaber ignites more slowly. This Vader is so restrained, you know? It's just like Perry Perry. And, you know, it's kind of like it's been said a million times about Jaws. You know, I'm sure a lot of it was just the limitations of the suit and everything that they couldn't have a guy doing backflips and stuff. But it's better. The story that it tells is yeah. that he doesn't want to kill his son. Yeah. One of my favorite upcoming lines, all too easy. All too easy. That guy with his porn stash back there. Why they not do a uh, figure of him? The guy's literally his just name's Porn Stash. My name is Rick. <laughs> hmm. East platform. There are four platforms. North, south, east, and west. Split sorry lighting the phone back on the I got a 
I got this and a case of Fosters waiting for me. <laughs> well, and then in the prequels, it's like, hey, boy, ba. Yeah, dead. <laughs> Come on. A little Maori family. <laughs> What happened to me? You know, Chewbacca's suit is pretty remarkable because Chewbacca could be a really horrible design, you know, but you buy it mm -hmm. and you love Chewbacca. They probably can never kill Chewbacca. If they ever killed Chewbacca, I always love the little pirouette he did. There's yeah. such attitude to it. Yeah. But to you would need your own lightsaber. Your destiny lies within you, Tucker. Only one thing is true. Your destiny is right within you. Flips the little thing and then he pops up there. Most impressive. <laughs> I'm not sure what that would exactly do to him. <laughs> I love it, but just the idea that they fight with swords. It's a sword fight in space, right? Mm -hmm. And they they come and they're like blasters and an inelegant weapon. Woo. I always thought this part was cool for whatever reason. He steps in there and it lights up. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is, but it's neat design. Mm -hmm. And those windows. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be any functional use for it whatsoever. It's just theatrical, but yeah. as theatrical, it's really cool. And the thing is, again, not to be the get off my lawn guy, but in the Obi-Wan show, the the battles with Obi-Wan and, and Vader certainly didn't surpass these, but were they even as good? I mean, it was just kind of like, eh. They were as memorable. Yeah. It was just kind of like, ah, eh, that was cool, but, you know. They were flashy, but I think that the thing in forty is, years, are you going to be like tell an emotional story? Right. I just I can't imagine anybody in forty years being like, "Wow, that was an awesome battle." You these, know, these fights tell an emotional story, and that's why you remember them. Yeah.
a friend of mine had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. And she has a daughter who's like 11 or 12 now. And a couple of years ago, so they started watching. She'd never seen anything Star Wars, I don't think. But they started watching The Mandalorian. And, you know, her daughter, of course, was way into, you know, Baby Yoda and everything. So then, see, that's that's an add-in. Yeah. And it just doesn't really fit, you know. But so they watched all of the Star Wars movies. And they talked to some people and were like, you know, what order should we watch them in? Well, they watched episode one on. Well, they went one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So it's like, well, that spoils a lot of the surprises, you know. But I said, you know, did she see any difference as far as the 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 ships and all that kind of stuff? And she said, no, you know, it just all looked, she thought it was all, you know, neat. But, you know, and we certainly have plenty of shows and movies that have cliff cliffhangers and everything, but I don't know if anything could be as impactful as, you know, I'm your father. I and think if you were going to start, I, I think I would say you should go four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Like they were made so, so long apart that you really conceptually need to start with Luke. And then you can go back and do Anakin and then you can watch the Ray and. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I I remember I don't I don't know how you felt, but I remember thinking, oh, this isn't really true. Like Vader's just lying to him. But then we had to wait three years <laughs> to see what the the resolution was. You know. Yeah. Um... It can't. It's not true. Meanwhile, in this place, you have this little whatever this thing is, but it's such a cool location. You hear the wind howling. It's a gas mining facility. It's probably got something to do with gas. Yeah. I like he falls down through the little chutes and he's going to drop out the bottom of the city. Oh, snap! <laughs> There's a little aggressive. Oh, he lands a hit on him. Oh, <laughs> that was the part that I was a kid. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> All he's got to do is cut the. Bigger. 
He told me you killed him. <laughs> Good. No. There's some ADR going on there with that. I love it. Mm -hmm. Such a ham. Who would have ever guessed that he would go on to be such a great voice actor? You know, back then. He struggled for a while. I mean, yeah. He tried to do other stuff, but it's all eclipsed by Skywalker. I like that he got to come back to the franchise because he did make a career for himself. And it was kind of funny because you got into like the 90s before episode one, and it was like dark time for Star Wars. Like nobody cared about Star Wars, you know. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, those movies. He's hanging on to the little, like, weather vane thing. Right. Doesn't he use the force to, like, hey, uh... she's like, go left. <laughs> Like, oh, snap. This is pretty much the end of the movie, right? I yeah. Mean, they they yeah. fix him up, they get him, and then that's like, uh, we'll figure it out later, guys. End of movie. See you in three years. And, you know, I, I think this got, you know, great critical acclaim at the time. But, again, you think about it, and it's like, you know, it's just like, so that's the ending? Well, like, the, 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 the good guys the lose? Back, the future trilogy too the second movie's really dark yeah that's true yeah so at the time we thought that Luke just communicated with her to her with the force. We didn't know that she could do it too. So I'm sure you've seen people have talked about this a, a good bit, but and it seems like they want to get away from original trilogy stuff, which I think is a mistake personally, but people have brought up the idea of uh Millie Bobby Brown playing a young Princess Leia, which I mean, she definitely looks like her. Well, they teased the young Leia in Kenobi. I mean, they did little girl Leia, but like a, you know, between little girl and nineteen. Yeah, or even this, Leia. or even this age Leia. I mean, you know. But she looks a lot like her. I mean, actually more like 
than Carrie Fisher's daughter looks like her. I mean, he's beat up. They are running for their lives, limping away. Yeah. Oh, I love. I've always loved Vader. That that ship, the Emperor ship, I guess. These shuttles. Yeah. Which will be definitely happens. The Emperor is not as forgiving as I guess that's the next way to <laughs> I fix the hyperdrive. Huh. They told me they fixed it. I like that they give him they they like do it like Han would do it. It's not my fault. Good. You know, one thing that's kind of funny when you think about it is so by the time they get to the the Force Awakens, Han's what, an admiral? But he's still flying around in the Millennium Falcon, you know. It's like you're driving like a 30-year-old car or whatever, you know. How many times have I liked the death? <laughs> Three. <laughs> when was the third time? <laughs> oh, there. Oh, there. You're right. I think they... You cut off my hand, dude. I do think you're right that they added in like the glowing, you know, the rocket part on the Star Destroyers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I never noticed that before. I couldn't like it. I don't think I, when I first saw them, I'm like, no, no, that's not how it was. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, it's better. It is your destiny. Your destiny. I'm, oh, I'm gonna cry. I'm such a whiner. They figure it out. What? So what? What would you do, like, if you found out that basically, like, Adolf Hitler is your dad? You know, I would do this exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Just like we told you that your parents were dead. So you wouldn't know that He's like, I'm Saddam Hussein dad. is your dad. And yet he does not hold him responsible. I love that shot of that guy. He's just like, I am a dead man. <laughs> My guy's just working on it. He's like, man. <laughs> what are the what? He's, like like, the he's like, what is that guy's deal? One of the things I like in the newer movies with Kylo Ren is like, something like that will happen. And Kylo Ren will like take his lightsaber and he's just smashing up a console. These two stormtroopers will walk up and see it. And they'll be like, eh. <laughs> I see nothing. Later, we'll play later. (laughs) I like that they have some fun with it. Yeah. He stole Han's clothes. Tatooine. Hey, I'm a medical robot. I always thought this was cool that it's like, eh, that wouldn't be so bad if you lost your hand if you got like a cool replacement like that. I love that like works like, really well. He's not too phased. Yeah, like, yeah this is pretty cool. Yeah, huh. It looks like my hand. I mean, Vader's got an arm and two legs. That's right? true, yeah. It made him taller. <laughs> and then they just show this it's like almost riding off into the sunset but it's just like I mean what a melancholy ending wow, he's really short too yeah oh yeah yeah are you a little short for a stormtrooper what uh, did you see the family guy take off she's like, are you a little fat for a stormtrooper <laughs> he's like um okay <laughs> rot yourself <laughs> But like, what a melancholy ending! Yeah, that exactly. just like looking at it. But they put it, they make it like a like. I will find Han. Yeah. Okay. The end. This is the ending. So, I was reading the Star Wars comics back then, and you know, so they had three years that they had to do stories like without Han, and they would do like flashback stuff, but. But that was kind of cool. They did a lot of stuff with Lando and everything, you know, back then. Screenplay Lawrence Kasdan, West Virginia native. Wow, where's... Kenny Baker. They give they give David Prowse the credit for Does he not get a voice credit? Well, that's a good question. Wow, that surprises me. Mm. James Earl Jones is so synonymous to me with Vader, yeah. that performance I saw a thing where it's like you know they called me and we did one for Star Wars we did one day of recording 
Well, there's the wait a minute. There's the Allegheny. Is he not credited? He said they brought him in for one day to do the voiceover for Darth Vader, and he was a you know he's a younger actor at the time. He got seven thousand dollars for it, and he thought this is great for the first one. For the first one. Well, I wonder what they paid him for the second. Well, they didn't credit him. Yeah. James Earl Jones's name is not in these credits. That's flabbergasting to me. Yoda fabrication. I would say that it is arguable that James Earl Jones's highest profile performance is Darth Vader. Oh, and sure. I'd say Mufasa. Or yeah. Some other big Disney things. But I would argue that it's Darth Vader. And I have not seen his name yet. Yeah. Maybe I missed it when it got small, but I have not seen his name yet. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we've been recording for a long time. Why don't we wrap this up and you sure. and I can watch some other stuff? Like, yeah. I'm finding myself now wanting to go to the Mandalorian where Luke shows up. I want to see that. Okay, yeah. But um, then we can get some more beer and stuff. Hey. Nice. Thanks for joining us. Happy holidays. Happy 2023. Um, this has been a super fun evening for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to because this is, I mean, more than 40 years after we originally watched this in the movie theater. I, I it's pretty I crazy to think of this being one of our most watched episodes. Maybe we can pull little bits of it out. Sure. But this is great. This is why we do the podcast. I love yep. it. Love doing it in person. Me too. Um, so I don't know what's next. Don't worry about it. Check in with us. Keep watching movies and uh, we are going to talk to you next week, baby.